Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, everybody. Welcome into an all-new episode of Can We Please Talk Podcast. As always, I'm Mike Leon. I was just I was just about to ask if you now know how to speak Spanish, and I just got my answer that you don't. Uh, the House votes to formalize an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. Nick and I will explain what this all means and what happens next. Speaking of a Biden, the reason the House is opening this inquiry is because of his son, Hunter Biden. Well, he spoke out recently. Nick and I are going to weigh in on that. Plus, lastly, Can I Talk? The popular segment is back. Five minutes, each of us unfettered. My colleague here and co-host Nick Saveri is going to weigh in on everything you may have or he missed while he was out in La República Dominicana. And I will weigh in on something very personal to me as I'm morphing into Harvey Dent's character in The Dark Knight. More on that on the other side. Uh, before I say hello to Nick and find out more about his vacation in, in the beautiful island, um, all-new episode of Back Your Play out there as Rich welcomes in uh, pro football writer Lloyd Vance. They break down everything happening in the National Football League this past weekend. The Cowboys beat the Eagles. 
They are soaring high as the one seed right now, potentially in the NFC. Excuse me, probably the, the 49ers are the one seed too. But if you want to find out more about seeding and teams and all the breakdown of everything that happened last week, plus a preview of this coming week in the National Football League, check out new episodes of Back Your Play with Q over on LeonMediaNetwork.com or listen wherever you get your pods. Speaking of new pods, If You Lead Them podcast is now finally out there on Leon Media Network. Join host Katie Barnett. Each week, she's going to take you inside how leaders lead, leadership and coaching 101 with some of the folks that are out there, authors, CEOs of big companies that will come in, explain their leadership style, and really break down how you can become a more successful leader. If you want to learn more about you know all of this, or you're just an entrepreneur out there in the space, go check out the podcast, If You Lead Them. Brand new to Leon Media Network. We welcome Katie Barnett to the family. So you can go listen to it wherever you get your pods or go to leonmedianetwork.com. All right. Now, Nick, speaking of leading, you led your family to the Dominican Republic. An incredible transition by me there. How was everything? How have you been, buddy? I legitimately have not talked to you. We always say, we haven't talked about, but I mean, we do text, but like, I truly have not seen you talk to you since what? After Thanksgiving? I don't even know when you left. So how is everything? Update us here. Yeah, I yeah, I, we left we left December first. So you're right. I was like shortly after Thanksgiving, you and I were going back and forth. Um, I mean, leading is a very it's a very bold word I would use. My my wife, my beautiful, brilliant wife, is the the planner, you know, the visionary for all of our trips in this home. So I simply I'm responsible for carrying the bags. And, you know, picking up the kids when they fall asleep at the dinner table. That, that's really my job. If if we were the Fantastic Four, I'm the thing. I, I, I'm just strong and I drive stuff. That, that's really it. Shout out to Ben Grip. So the trip was amazing for anyone who's ever been out to you know, the Caribbean, um, to the Dominican Republic. Um, and we stayed at a resort. And I have to share that at the start because it is a little dreamlike. It is, I mean, relaxing. The water is incredible, both on the beach, at the pools. It was an all-inclusive place, man. You just wherever you're going, you just go get a drink wherever you want. It's it's dreamlike. At the same time, you recognize as I talked to a lot of the staff there about where people really live in the Dominican Republic, in proximity to where we stayed in, in Punta Cana. Um, and people just told me about the places they're from. You know, some people had grown up like an hour from there, you know, closer to. And it it really reminded my wife and I of the, of the opportunity, you know, at some point to come back and really spend some time away from the resort, just, you know, really connecting to, you know, cities and towns and, you know, really authentically experiencing, you know, what life is like there as, as a visitor, again, always as a visitor. Um, and I stress that because at the end of the day, when we visit other countries, it's really important you're just connecting with people and you're respectful. You know, I'm to the best of my ability, obviously my broken Spanish at the start. Um, you recognize where people, where they are, you know, and some people bilingual, some people not so much. And you just try your best uh, to really just connect. And I appreciate it. We had an amazing time. The people there took great care of us. Um, it's the, it was one of the trips of a lifetime, honestly. So I was glad to do it with the family. The girls had a great time and, you know, we just kind of stayed around, just swam all day. So it was Restful is the word I've been using for people um, that have asked me how the trip was. But yeah, as you and I were talking about, you know, we texted a little bit. Shout out to the Wi-Fi. Uh, and I just start jotting notes for what we'll talk about later today. 
Um, this is actually my second recording this week. Earlier this week, I recorded um, an episode for Educate US uh, with, you know, obviously my co-host, but also um, Kelly Casaro, who you'll all get to know, you know, coming up soon when the episode releases. Really fun episode. But hopefully we kept the clumsiness at the start because I fumbled like an incompetent D2 team to start that show. But it was funny to do it. Um, but amazing time though so i feel more polished today but it is good to see you it's good to talk to you you know text is great but it's good to you know connect with you as always um and as i come back we got a bowl game man december 28th i know, <laughs> you know we're, we're in new york for the pinstripe bowl not necessarily we're gonna be there but taking on the you of all teams so that's right my worlds are colliding here and and i want to shout out all the co-hosts that filled in for you, Sabrina Rodriguez, uh, Washington Post national politics reporter. We had Marie Harf, who's a friend of the show, Fox News contributor, former State Department spokesperson. She filled in. Um, we had a, I did a special episode with Leila Milana Allen, the PBS special correspondent that's been covering the Israel Hamas war. Uh, so shout out to everybody that filled in for you valiantly. Um, but you know what? The team's back together now. So let's give them something uh, to talk about here as we get into our first segment, because the House voted uh, a few hours ago as of this recording, obviously now the next day, uh, to formal, formally start the impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. Partisan vote 221 to 212. Here's how it all sounded. The yeas are 221 and the nays are 212. The resolution is adopted. So basically, this resolution now gives the House Oversight Committee some subpoena powers to be able to you know, investigate further into this alleged crimes that they're trying to string together that President Biden knew about based on his son, Hunter Biden, and some of his business dealings, some of the things he's been charged with crime-wise uh, recently by the Department of Justice, and he's facing his own federal tax charges and 17 years in prison. That's not enough. So they think that President Biden had some type of connection to it. Don't take my word for it. Let's play a clip right now from when James Comer, who's leading the House Oversight Committee, Jim Jordan was also on this panel. Uh, we're all on Sean Hannity's program recently. And Sean asked, what is this specifically going to do? As a matter of fact, Sean, I don't want to take the words out of your mouth. Take a listen to this. Is this now an investigation about Joe Biden being involved in what would be a bribery scandal, a money laundering scandal, and an influence peddling scandal? This has always, Sean, been an investigation in regards to Joe Biden. The IRS whistleblowers, when they came forward, they highlighted so how the Justice Department- Is it about Department those three issues, though? That's what I'm asking. Bribery, influence it could peddling- be a it could money be a multitude wondering. of numerous items, and we're just continuing to follow the facts. Well, the fact is this. According to sources from White House correspondent uh, at Fox News, Peter Ducey, according to anybody that has a notepad and works for a credible paper down in the D.C. area, and according to members of the Republican side of the aisle, Representative Mike McCall, Representative Don Bacon, Republicans don't have any evidence of high crimes and misdemeanors that President Biden has committed. They have none. They say this inquiry doesn't mean it's going to lead to an impeachment. It was just to be able to get more subpoena power and to be able to get more evidence. But as you just heard in the clip there, as Sean Hannity is trying to press them on, what is the evidence? What are you accusing 
the president of doing influence peddling. You heard some of that. And it's all because, like I said, it all stems because of Hunter Biden and the recent charges that he got. But he was recently on Capitol Hill kind of stating his case about this investigation as the House had asked him to speak behind closed doors. He said he didn't want to and he wanted a public hearing, which he's within his right to request if they want closed doors. He wants to talk in public. He wants everything to be on the record. Cameras open. Don't take my word for it. Take a listen to what he said. I'm here today to make sure that the House committee's illegitimate investigations of my family do not proceed on distortions, manipulated evidence, and lies. And I'm here today to acknowledge that I've made mistakes in my life and wasted opportunities and privileges I was afforded. For that, I am responsible. For that, I'm accountable. And for that, I'm making amends. But I'm also here today to correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me for their political purposes. I am first and foremost a son, a father, a brother, and a husband from a loving and supportive family. Nick, in October, there was a Monmouth University survey or, you know, a school in New Jersey. Uh, the survey found that only 20%, 27%, excuse me, of the electorate said Hunter Biden's troubles with the law would make them less likely to support President Biden. This was in mid to late October. Again, he was already facing a weapons charge recently, and then some new charges just got added for tax evasion. Um, I want to ask you, we're going to do it in two parts here. First, if your takeaways on the House voting to formalize this impeachment process and what different members of Congress, specifically the ones that are more moderate Republicans, as now we just saw Speaker, former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy retired on the last day that Congress will be in session before the holiday break. So they will lose a member. They already lost George Santos. His seat right now is, is vacant. So, you know, you for voting purposes, right, when you're putting something on the floor right now, they're down, you know, minus two there. So what do you make of the impeachment inquiry being opened uh, right now into President Biden and what this is going to do for the political cycle coming into 2024? I don't know what it does. I mean, that that poll you mentioned, and again, I'm always suspicious of all polls because we're you know, looking at a sample size of like a thousand people and somehow generalizing what you know millions of potential voters will say. But, you know, we've talked about I always forget the the Republican who said this. You you remember this name better than I do. But the Republican that that openly complained in the House about not having anything to go back to its constituents about, no victories to talk about, no legislative victories. I've said this since the Republicans have taken back the House. What is their legislative vision? What is the policy vision for the Republican Party? I still don't know what it is. And I've looked at numerous websites. I've looked at numerous policy materials. You know, obviously we saw the Parents' Bill of Rights, which was which was a sham. So I don't really understand what's going on. But I do remember that a couple of days after the Republicans had taken control over the House, we saw some prominent Republicans that talked right out right out the gate about Hunter Biden. We heard the name early on, which told you everything. It gave the game away about what they're really trying to do, which is not try to legislate. 
Now, again, to be fair, you know, we've seen some legislative victories come out of Congress, most notably the infrastructure plan, which is now actually going to be resulting in potentially we're looking at a railway connecting Los Angeles to Las Vegas. We're talking about a railway potentially connecting, you know, Atlanta's airport to Charlotte. I mean, these are incredible things that do not happen without some form of Republican support, which I you know, obviously shout out your Republican senators for. But in the House, this has been a clown show. And this is evidence, again, of the inability to lead with a vision of policy. So instead, what do you do? We're just going to find a way to circuitously go after the president because they're going to find whatever they want on Hunter Biden. But I don't know if an inquiry is going to find out more. What is stunning, though, and the part that we should all be finding, finding a little jarring is the fact that up until now, there's been nothing. There's really been nothing there. And you've paid far more attention to it than I have. I am very open about this. This has always been a sham pursuit, and it's just connecting a less savory member of the president's family to the president. Whereas these same people, these same Republicans who looked at a son-in-law and daughter of the president having unfettered access, clearance code, you got a clearance code, you all remember that, that none of these Republicans ever found at all concerning. Even the two billion that may have been in the form of a relationship between Jared Kushner and the, and the Saudis. But I'm not trying to play what is it, what about this in game. What I am pointing out to is what really feels like a form of hypocrisy from House Republicans. So now we're going to play this game because, again, you asked the question initially about an election cycle. OK, so now it's January 2024. We're back from recess. We're in an election year now. So we're going to start the year. With this inquiry, who knows how long it goes, but he, what's going to happen is it will go to an, an impeachment, which will not move forward, similar to the one for the president. And does it really change at the end of the day voters? Because that's what Republicans are trying to do now. It's what Elise Stefanik did, you know, trying to, you know, bringing those, um, you know, those presidential, those university presidents up, talking about anti-Semitism, even though she's, you know, a lockstep soldier of the MAGA army. So I'm, I'm at a loss. And as you talked about it, I was reminded, you know, we're obviously going to talk about another movie, you know, example later. But I was reminded of this great scene about what the Republicans actually have on the president. You know, fuck, you got nothing. Not a lot of talk in a bad. You're here because you got nothing. You got nothing in court. You don't got the bookkeeper. You got nothing. Of course, that is the great Robert De Niro in the movie The Untouchables. And I'm being a little facetious here, but there truly is nothing here. Yes. Is Hunter Biden a less savory person? Yes. Does that gun charge seem legitimate? Yes. Is he a tax cheat? Yes. Yep. But so is the former president. Um, so they can do this all they want. And the question for voters is going to be when these people leave for another recess, because Congress gets more recesses than the average American worker, which is stunning to me. Wild. Um, when they have to go back before their constituents, those who are courageous enough to do so, what exactly are you going to tell them? We're wasting taxpayer dollars on yet another inquiry. Right. We're, we're just spending more time spinning our wheels as opposed to addressing economic issues. The things that Republicans want to go after the president about, even though they have power over, they have control over the House and they could do something, refuse to bring any legislation because they have no vision. Listen, uh, I want to disagree with you on, on things. I, I truly do. Like, I mean, just because it makes for... A little bit more banter. Maybe the two of us, you know, can have some more um, policy fodder and decisions. And we've broken down things that have been passed legislatively and how it's going to impact. But this one, this is wild to me because the biggest thing is, is that and I compare it to the legal system, even though, you know, uh, an impeachment inquiry 
and actually, you know, getting the votes to impeach somebody and then what the trial process looks like. They're not the same thing, right? One's the court of law and one's the court of Congress, quote unquote. But an impeachment inquiry would be equivalent to saying, at least what they're doing right now, it would be equivalent to saying in the court of law, there's a case that's brought against a defendant. And the judge says to the plaintiff and or, or the prosecution, excuse me, are you guys ready to present? Not yet, Your Honor. You know, we got to get a little bit more evidence on this guy or gal. So if you don't mind, do you mind if like we can get some of these things? And it's like, wait, why are we here? Like, don't you have this stuff already? No, 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 no. We kind of need to get more of it. And what I'm liking about all of this, I, I hate all of this. That's one. But what I'm liking about all of this is you're seeing now Sean Hannity, Bill Hemmer on Fox News, our buddy Mike Emanuel, who's been on this program, Brett Baer, all of them. And I'm only pointing to Fox because I don't watch the ones that are further to the right. Um, Because, come on, they're not even treating it with actual seriousness. But all of these folks are now asking key lawmakers, what do you actually have? Like, where's the paper trail? Where's this connection? Because going out there and looking at all of my bank records, for example, Nick, is not evidence of me doing something wrong. You have to have actually something. And the key piece that they always point to is, uh, Hunter Biden's former business uh, partner, Devin Archer, that testified. But he testified again behind closed doors. So all you have is a, tr- a, a readout transcript of it, and it's interpreted different ways because he's asked a question. He's like, no, J- Joe Biden was never there. But but then this, and he says something polar opposite. So they always point back to this Devin Archer testimony as some kind of gotcha testimony, which it wasn't. And then they point to, you know, a loan that the president got from his brother, which he paid back. I don't know how that's got your evidence. Nick, if you loan me money, I'd happily take it. But if I paid you back, that's evidence of what? <laughs> me paying you back? Like, I, I, I'm truly, truly at a loss for how the last day of them being in session, like you said, another break that's going to be three weeks in length, right? Undeserved for all of them, all of them, even the ones that have been on this program. And now they leave us with the grenade. They throw it. They walk out of the room. We're going to do an impeachment inquiry when we get back from from the break. And now we're sitting here going, is this, and everybody on television is doing this, is there something here? What is here? What are they looking for? And now it's forcing everybody to go look for something that's not there. Now everyone is chasing, you know, it's that dog chasing the car thing. Now everyone's chasing this car. It's just a normal car. It's it's driving. It's not doing anything. So, and like, back to your point real quick, Hunter Biden could be the worst human being on planet Earth. Cool. Lock him up. Nick agrees. There we go. Bipartisanship. Lock him up. Guess what Hunter Biden, guess what office Hunter Biden held in Congress? Let me read it for you here. Oh, doesn't exist. Guess what cabinet position Hunter Biden had in this Biden administration? I know it was the cabinet of nothing because he's never worked in public office. So a board puts him on something. So what? So what? Like I went through this with 
uh, the other night with Vivek Ramaswamy saying that Nikki Haley is corrupt because when she left public office and Marie and I talked about this in the last episode, she made millions of dollars. Do you want to know why, Nick? Because when you're in public office, you don't get paid that well. And when you leave as a former South Carolina governor, as a former U.N. ambassador, somebody who worked under the Trump administration, she's going to get thrown offers to do speaking engagements, to be on the, an advisory board of somebody, to maybe write a book, podcast, like the two of us are doing, even though neither of us held public office, or TV analyst, adjunct professor at a university. That's what they do. They make more money than when they were serving. That's why Barack Obama makes so much money now. These folks all make millions of dollars after leaving. That's not a crime. That's their name. So Hunter Biden was in the private sector. You're accusing him of doing all of this shady stuff. Lock him up. We're all in agreement on that. But his dad wasn't in office. His dad wasn't even in office. His dad left in 2016. What are we talking about here? What are we doing here? I'm truly asking that. And right now, we're putting this out there to all Republican Congress members. We've invited Representative Chip Roy. We've invited uh, Representative Carlos Jimenez, who's down here in my neck of the woods. We've invited Representative Don Bacon. We've invited um, Representative, I forget the, the guy from New York that's in the Biden district, uh, Mike. Um, oh, my God, I'm losing his name right now. But we've invited serious members of Congress is what I'm trying to get at, folks, that are on the Republican side of the aisle that their communications directors have all been notified. We've requested to talk to them in the new year. I want to know, what is it? This is not a confrontational thing. We don't want to confront anybody. We want to actually get to the bottom line here. So what is the bottom line? What are you expecting to get out of this inquiry when you have nothing right now? We leave it there. All right, listen, when we come back after the break, Nick and I, we've talked enough right now. No, we're going to talk some more. Five minutes unfettered, the Can I Talk segment when we come back after the break. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
This episode of the Can We Please Talk podcast is presented by our friends over at BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy this holiday season, I want you to give BetterHelp a try. It's time to start doing a therapy, Nick. It truly is. I want people to start talking again. This show is freaking titled, Can We Please Talk? And there's no better way to start talking again through our friends over at BetterHelp. When we started talking about this partnership, Nick, and what we are going to do with the folks at BetterHelp, I know how important it is to you and I. We've talked about mental health on this show and, you know, kind of getting your mind right, but also, you know, getting your emotions out there and and talking to somebody else and how important it is and the flexibility that BetterHelp offers. What do you make of our partnership with the good friends over at BetterHelp? Yeah, I think, I mean, partnership aside, one, it's, it's a trusted brand. You know, when we think about for anyone that's pursuing therapy in a virtual setting, you know, BetterHelp is the leader in that. Like, it's the company you think about if you decide to pursue mental help in a virtual space because right. they know what they're doing, right? And again, we talk about this all the time. We talk to people who know what they're talking about. We partner with people who know what they're doing. You know, we talk about health here all the time on this show. We just wrapped up the month of November, which is, you know, Men's Health Month. You know, much like your body, your mind is just as important to take care of. So we can't advocate enough on this show. Pursue mental health and pursue better health. That's right. And listen, it gets even less expensive through the partnership that we're doing with them. If you go to betterhelp.com slash can we please talk right now, you're going to get 10% off your first month. I want us all to start talking again. There's nobody better that's helping us accelerate that than the good folks over at BetterHelp. Head to betterhelp.com slash can we please talk to get started today. Nick, today's episode is presented as always by our friends over at Fresh Roasted Coffee. Since 2009, their passion has always been bringing you gourmet coffees from all over the world, roasted fresh to order. I got my coffee snob here, Nick Saveri. Nick, tell these people, coffee snob it up here, tell these people why fresh roasted coffee is so good and why they're the official sponsor of Can We Please Talk. You know, often the best cup of coffee that you're ever going to have is the one you can make make from home. And you need good quality coffee to do that. And that's what fresh roasted coffee offers. You know, between single origin, between blends, flavors, anything on the coffee spectrum they've got. But more importantly, and I can't stress this enough, Often when you purchase coffee, you don't know where to start. I mean, there's so many different varieties, so many different opportunities, so many different things you could choose from. And Fresh Roasted Coffee just gives you a very simple questionnaire and just says, hey, figure out what your cup, what your coffee cup is. Figure out what blend works for you. I've gotten some single origin recommendations, so is Mike, and that's influenced everything. And what they recommend, you can get in a Keurig cup, the way Mike takes it. You can take it in the way I do it, which is typically through a French press or you can get it for a percolator. Whatever coffee machine you've got, they've got you covered. But more importantly, just a huge variety and a way to learn more about coffee itself. And all of this is available at freshroastedcoffee.com on their site. One cup is all it takes to fall in love with fresh roasted coffee. But you get a discount for being a listener of Can We Please Talk. Enter in the promo code Can We Please Get 20 to get 20% off your first purchase. Head to freshroastedcoffee.com today. All right. Since my co-host was in the Dominican Republic for weeks and not able to talk, we're bringing back our segment we affectionately call 
Can I talk? So Nick and I are each going to take five minutes here. Timer on the clock. Nick, the floor is yours. Five minutes, whatever you want to talk about. Get it off your chest, big guy. I, I, there's so many places. As I, as I was away, I was just, you know, jotting notes down, which is just crazy, right? Like I'm on, I'm in the Dominican Republic. It is so relaxing, but there's just things standing out to me. First of which, while I was away on the trip, my kid manages to get through this swimming obstacle course, right? And it's all like on flotation devices and she's doing great. It's like um, one of the, I forget that show on ABC, Wipeout or whatever. She survives, she makes it, but she's very slow in the way she does it. Very tactical. It's a good kid. Unfortunately, there were some haters there, some kids that just poor parenting that were getting resentful of the fact that she kept completing the course, but she would take her sweet time. So eventually I, we caught them actually like splashing water at her, trying to get her off that thing. So to those kids, because I did promise my daughter I would bring this up on the show uh, to those kids. Your dad should have put on the condom there. I said it. That's bad parenting. It's terrible parenting. Who raises their kid to try to push others off of achieving their goals. These are like 10 year old haters. The hell's wrong with you? Anyway, rip through a couple of things that stood out to me. First and foremost, um, a couple of sports things I stood out to me. Yes, Florida State should be in the college football playoffs. Stop crying about it, Alabama. Congratulations that you got in, but it is ridiculous. And I just want to put it out there. And um, yeah, that was absurd. Um, Shohei Otani gets $700 million from the Dodgers. That's awesome for him. For those of you that think it's too much money, uh, according to, if you look it up, look up the data, the Dodgers made last year $580 million in a season. So if you don't think for over the next 10 years they can afford $700 million for perhaps one of the best pitchers in baseball, one of the best home run hitters in baseball, the modern-day version of Babe Ruth, you're fooling yourselves and stop pocket watching. And also, I paid attention to you folks that were complaining about Shohei's silence throughout this process and his agent, but were the same people bagging on LeBron because of the decision. So which way do you want it? Do you want silence from the athletes or do you want people to make a public spectacle of their free agency decisions? The reality is you, you don't want either because you're a hater and shut up. And that seems to be what the recurring theme of this rant is about. Uh, Trump's response to Liz Cheney was Classic Trump. It's crazy. It sounded like something he was on a toilet bowl and just tweeted it, you know, middle of the night. Shout out to Confifi. Heard Mike Johnson on a hot mic, courtesy of Rolling Stone, on a Facebook video was taken down talking about what was the quote? It was something. In, it was the quote read because he was recognizing the fact that there wasn't press there. So he was quoted as saying, I'll tell you a secret since media is not here. And paraphrase now, God had spoken to him about having a new speaker. And also that Johnson would be able to be like a Moses-like figure leading the GOP and the country through a Red Sea moment. How are you going to do all that when Satan is the head of your party right now? Think about that. But while we're talking about politics, on the other side, shout out to Governor Hochul of New York for doing what I think was impossible to do, which was to smile while telling New Yorkers you're about to screw them. Not just New Yorkers, people in Connecticut and New Jersey who drive into the city. Congestion pricing by New York was asinine idea she should be voted out for it i don't care if we put another democrat in or a republican again not politics on this show that was shameful to sit there and say well we are the first state to have congestion pricing congratulations you moron you may be the last state that has congestion pricing 
and to be proud of that. You're sticking it to drivers. This perception that in New York, people must have this much money to drive in the city. No, they have jobs in the city because New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania and all other neighboring states can't get it together and have the kind of infrastructure financially that New York has. Why are we celebrating charging New Yorkers? You want to reduce congestion? How about you improve mass transit, which you'd have to do in partnership with the Port Authority and Connecticut and New Jersey? But you don't want to do that. Instead, you want to stick it to drivers. If the Democratic Party is just so obsessed with sticking to people that they think they have money as opposed to actually going over the people that do, congratulations on losing your elections. I have 45 seconds left. Liz Cheney is talking about running as a third party candidate. Awesome. It's a loser idea, but whatever. Um, there was a crazy story in the Washington Post about some stocks or some uh, share of selling shorting of stocks as related to October 7th. Companies either based out of Tel Aviv or companies that were, were considered of, of Israel. That is shameful and disgusting in all kinds of levels of creepy if you're paying attention to it. And lastly, sadly, Kate Cox in Texas who had to leave the state to get an abortion 20 weeks in because of a life-threatening illness that her child has, who, who the fetus will not survive, had to leave because Texas is a horrible state right now. Shame on you, Greg Abbott. All right, great job by you there, my compatriot. So like you had a lot to get off your chest. That's what happens when you go away for two weeks and you're just taking notes and and kids are making fun of your daughter. And, sh- and uh, shout out to her for telling her dad who has a platform to be able to go shame those kids. I like that. All right. My time hit the timer for me there, Tim. My time's going to begin right now. All right, Nick, listen, this has finally happened. It's a moment you and I have been waiting for. People are listening to this show in droves. When we started this show, we talked about our goals, potentially at worst, leaving our kids something to listen to. At best, thousands of people are listening to us and you and I have platforms and I'm on television now, you have another show with the education show. So it is finally coming home to roost. But something is eating at me because with this fame, with this heightened celebrity, whatever you want to call it, whatever modicum of it it is, now comes text, DMs, emails of the folks that think they can do what you do better than you. And I'm always reminded of that great quote in the Dark Knight by Harvey Dent. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And unfortunately right now, I'm Harvey Dent because I'm about to go two-faced. And it's really about the text messages and exchanges I've had with some friends, close friends of mine, that are really upset at the way we've been covering the Israel-Palestine conflict. Some people don't like it when you say that there are innocent Gazans that are being blown to smithereens right now, and the Israel response has been disproportional. They think you're a Hamas supporter. If you're pointing out the humanitarian part in all of this, and the innocent kids, children, elderly men and women that are being lost, all because of this war. But you can also juxtapose that by understanding what happened on October 7th, and calling out Hamas and vilifying them for killing innocent kids that were at a concert for attacking kibbutzes and killing innocent people. It's shameful of them. I wish Hamas wasn't around. I wish Hamas would surrender, 100%. But I am not a subject matter expert in this conflict. Neither is Nick Savary. So guess what we do on this show, Nick? 
the tagline of this show is that we talk to people who know what they're talking about. And that's exactly what we do. We bring people on here who are professors at university teaching about this conflict. They've written books about this conflict. We even had a journalist who is stationed out there in this conflict. And this is what she said about this conflict. One of the big problems with Israel and Palestine is that everyone has an opinion. If there was a civil war happening in Colombia, everyone and his father wouldn't stand up and decide that they're an expert. But for some reason, because this conflict is so long running, because there is such a huge Jewish diaspora around the world, Muslim diaspora around the world, Palestinian diaspora around, around the world, everyone has an opinion. But everyone thinks they have an informed opinion. Leila Milana Allen is a PBS special correspondent. She's been covering Lebanon, Jordan, Syria, uh, Iraq, Iran, Israel, Palestine, the West Bank for over 20 years. Nick, have you and I done any of that? No. That's why we shut up and listen to subject matter experts. And let me tell you who's not a subject matter expert. You out there who happens to know me, but have a degree in something that is not Middle Eastern studies. You're not a professor anywhere. You, you, you're not on any networks. You're not talking to people on the ground. You're not a journalist covering any of this. That's why we go and get the information from these other people. And then we make our ultimate determination. But to Layla's point, I have no opinion about this because I'm not a subject matter expert in this. So that's why Nick and I started this show because we wanted to learn more about it. And so for the folks that have been texting me and hitting me up saying that I'm biased one way or this way, or I'm not showing enough support to Israel, or I'm not doing this because, uh, you know, I'm not showing enough support to Palestine, whatever it is, I don't even need the full five minutes because this is common sense. This isn't rocket science. We are on the side of humanity. I want the innocent killing of kids to stop. I wish October 7th had never happened. I know that Hamas is inflicting terror, but I also know that Israel is doing the same exact thing right now. And that is not anti-Semitic to say, but also I know what I don't know. And so that's when I shut up and I listen to subject matter experts who come on this show. If you want to learn more, you want to ride the information train with us, this is your home. But if you think for some reason, because we didn't appease to what you want to hear, then this is not the show for you. I leave it like that. That's my time. All right, Nick, next episode, we're going to have a great NPR correspondent coming down to help us break down a bunch of different stuff that's happening in the world of former President Trump and in D.C. If you want to check out the video portions of any of the interviews we've done on the show, especially the one we did with Layla Milana Allen over at PBS, head over to our YouTube channel, type in Can We Please Talk Podcast. We should pop right up. Audio podcast platforms, you know by now, Apple, Spotify, Google. Shout out to everyone that listens to us on uh, Good Pods. Shout out to Acast, our hosting platform. We can't do it without them. And we can't do it without each and every one of you that listens to this program. Truly, we mean it. As always, I'm Mike Leon. I'm laughing because, Mike, as you went into the last minute of, of what you of your take, I, I started playing the instrumental of the ether. I did it. It was too... <laughs> <laughs> you should do that at some point. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I am, of course, Nick Saveri, always finding ways to incorporate hip hop into this creation that we call our show. But uh, grateful to all of you listening, including the person that Mike was uh, ethering right there in the last about minute and a half. So good job by you. <laughs> Thank you. It was a few people. We'll see everybody next time.
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.